would you consider yourself a a fighter at heart or somebody that somebody that only reacts when they back is against the wall? Shit, I like to think that at every opportunity I've ever been uh, threatened with resistance, I, it's been met with resistance. And not only me, but it goes down my family tree. You know what I'm saying? It's in my veins to fight back. All right, well, how long do you think it take before niggas be like, we fighting a war, I'm fighting a war, I can't win, and I want to lay it all down? In this country, a black man only have like five years we can exhibit maximum strength. And that's right now, while you're a teenager, while you're still strong, while you still want to lift weights, while you still want to shoot back. Because once you turn 30, it's like they take the heart and soul out of a man, out of a black man in this country. And you don't want to fight no more. And if you don't believe me, you can look around. You don't see no loudmouth 30-year-old motherfuckers. That's crazy. Because me being one of your offsprings of, of the legacy you left behind, I can truly tell you that there's nothing but turmoil going on. So I wanted to ask you, what you think is the future for me and my generation today? I think that niggas is tired of grabbing shit out the stores, and next time it's a riot, it's gonna be like uh, bloodshed, for real. I don't think America know that. I think America think we was just playing, it's gonna be some more playing, but it ain't gonna be no playing. It's gonna be murder, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be like, like Nat Turner, 1831, up in mm -hmm. this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm -hmm. it's gonna happen. That's crazy. What it is, what it do, what's popping? It's your boy Marquise Q7 in the building. What's going on? It's your boy Trick or Trey Knight. Hey, what's good with you? It's Ready Rashawn. People of God, it's Juwan McClam. Hey, it's your boy Easy E. And we are back with another rendition of the episode of the Wade 8 podcast coming to you live from a disenclosed location. Can't let you know it. Fellas, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. <laughs> Too much. Too much. How y'all boys doing all right? What's y'all boys mental at right I now? Wouldn't, I wouldn't say all right, but I, we, we here. So we are here. That's all that matters. I guess. We're alive. You know, can't say that for everybody. And what's more important you. is where are we going from here. So, mm. there's also a mental health awareness month. Also, um, pointed out, Sean gave us that little gem. So I feel like this kind of coincide. I feel like it's kind of ironic that it's mental health awareness month, and we're also um, going through the stuff we're going through in the nation right now with, you know, George Floyd and all these other things going on. So, I mean. It's almost like, I don't even know what question to pose. It's just like an open conversation. Like, how y'all boys feeling right now? Um, Upset, I know. Yeah. It's a lot, I think it's a lot of emotions that we're probably feeling right now. Uh, upset. Uh, angry. Mm, betrayed. But I feel... I think the biggest one is fed up, though. Like, yeah. Uh, enough is enough. That, that, it's been enough, but, you know, I don't know. I think I think we need to tell the people that we actually tried to do this podcast one time before and it just wasn't working out. <laughs> With all the stuff going on, we just yeah. wasn't we wasn't in the right headspace to yeah. This supposed to be a, this supposed to be a wholly totally different episode, but I feel like it would be an injustice of us not to address what's going on in Absolutely. this week's episode. So just give you a rundown of what we're going to talk about. Um, you know George Floyd and that whole uh, case. Um, the whole situation is yeah. like. Who knows what their justice is going to actually give the case or not, or a fair one at that. But like, Ahmaud Arbery. Ahmaud Arbery. Breonna Taylor. Taylor. Mm -hmm. The riots. Like, it's a lot. Like, why is this happening? Like, why is this just a reoccurring thing? It, kind of, it seems like this happens, like, at least twice a year. Almost. I mean, and it would be 2020 to host all these events. I feel like 2020 is, like, this is the year where we, like, things are changing, man. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, like, 
I don't know. It's like it's not gonna be a new normal. Like with COVID coming out, like we have a whole new social setting standard for ourselves, and like with the riots and with the way those are playing out and stuff like that. Like, th- I'm I'm praying that this isn't one of those things where it happens and we go back. Like, mm-hmm. I want forward progression. I want change. I want revolution and evolution in the same instance in the same breath. So, we'll I just I just feel like that we're getting to a point now where like it's becoming a new norm and it shouldn't be like that. But I feel like what's going to make this scenario any more different than the past scenarios because I feel like there's always been the talk of, you know, we need change now because even with, um you know, Eric Gardner and, you know, I Can't Breathe and that whole stuff. It's like really, you know, going back and history is repeating itself. So what's going to make this case any more different than the cases we've seen before? Like why did we expect change on this one and change stuff haven't been changing since the last one? I don't, know. I don't know. I think we got more, like, more support from different people than normal. Maybe like, different people. Yeah, like, Target CEO came out and said oh. that he supported us. Like, that's different. Taylor Swift been going in on people on Twitter all week. That was kind of different. Mm-hmm. So, I hope, like, I think hopefully, like, some people, even some people, like, some Republicans are like, they're still protesting in the middle of the coronavirus. Like, they should see that we really are serious I'm about this. Like, yeah. despite the coronavirus, people still out there, which we do need to be careful because... The virus is taking out a lot of our us, people, yeah. and it, everybody can't be taken out of it. We can't get everybody killing us, so we got to wear our masks and stuff when we protest and stuff. So. There was a headline on CNN that said the two biggest diseases killing Americans are COVID-19 and racism. True. Yeah, that hit me. It's... Oh, go ahead, Sharon. Like I said, just with the... Like I said, that's, that's a big that's a big and most truthful statement that I've heard. Like I said, you know, and I tell people, it's like, well, why isn't this going to stop? And my biggest thing to people, I said, it'll never stop, honestly. I mean, it, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm trying to down the progress of it, but, I mean, we've been fighting racism for a very, very long time. And it's, and it's like people are going to be prejudiced. People are going to have their way of how they look at things, and, you know, and it, it's not right. I mean, things aren't always going to be right. And, um, like I said, that's, that's the biggest thing with me is that what are we going to do to move forward and accommodate? Like, they, they need to be charged. They need to figure out steps of making America better again when handling these situations, not, like, sweeping it under the rug because we have to hold each other accountable. Um, like I said, racism. If, you, if you're if you prejudiced about something, like, okay, it, it's hard to speak on, like, you know, telling somebody else, oh, well, you shouldn't feel that way. I mean... I mean, you should. I mean, we, we, we understand where we came from and our ancestors came from and where we are today. And we made leaps and changes coming forward, but it's still like a factor that's there. And I think like, the big issue is that, like, racism is a feeling and feelings don't go away. Like, it's not like a cure or remedy or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. white people are going to continue to feel this way about black people. And, like, it's, start, it's been there since the beginning of the time and I don't feel like it's going to go away. But I feel like we need to be able to handle this as uh, black people. We need to be able to have some sort of protection. We need to be able to be looked af- after. And, like, we've been denied that for hundreds, thousands of years. And mm-hmm. we're, we really had enough right now. Like, Donald Trump, you know, this president that these white people elected, they now see how terrible of a leader he is. Calling us thugs that were just expressing he's how calling we Calling his own people thugs. But he's not even sending... He's sending the military out, but not sending out masks for COVID and stuff like that. It's just like, where are your priority? You're so concerned about this economy and getting elected. Mm-hmm. The nation will burn down, and what will you have to protect them? What will you have to lead them? Yeah, I think uh, the issue at hand is not 
whether we can stop racism or whether we can end racism because we not like Sharon said we're not going to be able to stop that right because racism is taught like whoever like it's, like if you look at a kindergarten class I say it all the time look at a kindergarten class you don't see little white boys little white girls segregated yeah in the class with with the with the, with the black kids they all playing mm-hmm. but at a certain age they're taught to not like black people so it's taught so I don't think this we're not going to be able to stop that. Because we can't stop the household. We can't stop what people are learning in their households or what people are taught in their households. But in ther- in terms of justice, that has to be changed. It's the application. It's it the has to be changed. Like, you can literally think whatever you want, but you going out there and acting on it and like taking a life because of your fear or your feeling, like that's way too much. And that's where we have to have like stricter guidelines. Like as a police officer, your job is to serve Pretend and protect. Like, and, you know, Sharon, you can probably speak on it what, like, a little bit more as a police officer and what the role is and stuff like that. But, like, you, I'm pretty sure a good officer, like you said, a good officer is here to do those things. And a bad one, like, we don't even need those. Like, we need to have tighter regulations on Absolutely. that in itself. I feel like it, it, it gives, like, all police officers, like, a bad look because you have one or two that are just bad apples in the bunch. Yeah. And, and, and like y'all know, if it's bad apples in the bunch, they don't need to be there. Like, you don't. Or it ruins it for everybody. It ruins it for every, like everybody is going to be looked at as like the He's bad police officers yeah. because that's why we need more of the good cops to stand up. Because I feel like a lot of good cops are still silent. Like the the lady that was in I think it was in Atlanta and she was telling the the cops to go home. That's what we need more of. Y'all need to call these bad cops out. They y'all coworkers and colleagues. Tell them about like this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing that. Like you got to call them out instead of like the bad cop. Like basically the, the cop being protected. They moving to Florida. Like it's showing the, it's showing us that protesting and looting and stuff. You care more about him that killed this person to protect him. Yeah. You didn't move him to arrest him. You move him to protect him from us. But y'all not protecting y'all selves from or us from y'all selves. Absolutely. I definitely agree. But I feel like this is a kind of profession where you can't have, like, bad cops. Like, okay. It's some professions, like we was talking about earlier, like, there's no good and bad doctors. All doctors should be good doctors. All bad <laughs> doctors should be good. It's all just, too. It's all lawyers should be good. Yeah. If you go into a hospital like Sean was giving us a manager earlier, you said, well, we got some good doctors, we got some bad doctors, Bruh. which one you get in the day? Like, like that's, that's not, how, that's that's not how it should go. Like, yeah. I don't, it's, it, it needs to be just, I don't know. And you, you can't, it's not like when you go for a job interview, they'd be like, um, check this box if you're racist yeah, or not. They don't it's have not that. like that. <laughs> so you mean, but one thing I do know is that people always show signs. Yeah. People gonna always show you their true and colors. You need to let them go yeah. immediately. And when they show you their true colors, you, you need, need to believe, believe them. them. Yeah. And this man showed his colors multiple times. Because he, he had, had complaints for years. Colors. He had complaints for years. Since 2001. It's 2020. Like you said, though, like there's not like a checkbox for if you're racist, click check this checkbox. But like, how do you like regulate? who's going to, like, be in the police force because I don't think it's a lack of... Well, that's what I'm, like, I just want to ask you, like, what's, like... Do you think it's a lack of police officers or do you think it's a lack of good police officers? No, we we have plenty of police officers. We have a lack of good police officers. And I don't... I think that there shouldn't be... It shouldn't be no different. It shouldn't be, like, police officers and good police officers. All police officers need to be good. Yeah. That's, that's, why, that's how I look at it. So if there are bad ones out there... We need to do what we... Look, if anybody knows that some of these police officers are a little prejudiced or a little racist, the departments know. They know something. It's not like they just hire random people off the street to be police officers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's a thorough background check. Like, if you're a police officer, like, they know most things about you. 
So you think they just don't care at this point? Some departments don't care because I feel like some departments are the the sheriff is probably just as racist as the person <laughs> they hire. Do you feel like we need more black people in order to make that come out? I in the force. And and this is me coming from somebody that like actually like studies this. I feel that we need our own police officers. That's just me. And I don't mean that I feel like we should have just black police officers. Mm-hmm. Because just because they black don't mean nothing to me. Skin folk ain't Somebody said we had an old black police officer that would be all time. Like, like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not really, I don't really think we should just have all black police officers. I feel like we need people from our community to police us. We need people from our community that's going to protect and serve us. Not just a black person. I don't want them to just... Because that's what they do a lot of times. A lot of times they just get a black police officer and put them in those certain areas where they know a lot of black people are. And that's it doesn't work that way. I think we need people from our community to police our community. But don't you think that will make black people a little less hesitant about my law even more? Because like if I see someone that's my same, my same uh, skin color, I'll be more hesitant or less hesitant to take them a little serious. You know what I'm saying? So do you think I don't, that's gonna... I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't think I so. I don't feel like you... Like, you be like, come on, bro, come on, like, you know. But here's the thing, as a police officer, you're still supposed to maintain order, you know right. what I'm saying? So, like, just because, you know, you're black, like, oh, you should, oh, thank you for giving me a pass. Like, no, like, we're, like, I feel like this is here so that we can make sure that you're treated right as an individual. I feel like that's where we're lacking at with the police force, um, with the African-American community. Yeah. Like, there's that lack of trust and respect. And there is, there, I know there are, like, a lot of police programs that they have with like little kids and they be trying to like bridge the communities together. I know uh, uh, our homeboy Uriah was telling us about one that uh, he uh, experienced when he was little. But a lot of the times those police officers are black. It's not like it's not like like we like are trying to get together with white officers. They put black officers to do those programs to make them feel comfortable. That's why they do that. But I feel that's ultimately what I believe. I feel like we need our own police officers to police our own community. Because a lot of these white people, well, not just white people, a lot of black people that are not from that community don't understand the community. How can you police a community that you don't understand? Right. That's how I look at it. And I think, what, and even to expand beyond that, the most aggravating thing is when you have people from your own community, they make it, but then they act like they don't recognize the struggle that that community mm-hmm. has. With right. Them. Like, I don't know if you guys saw Desi Banks, he posted something that was like, this is a protest, and it was a picture of Martin Luther King, and he said, this is not a protest, it was the riots. My thing is, there are no rules to racism and there are no rules to protesting. Like, right. it is what it is. So for you, like, you make all these videos talking about, like, how hood dudes be and stuff like that. But, like, now it just seems yeah. kind of hypocritic in a sense that you would try to dismantle our voices and our acts of, protest, and, um, of protesting and stuff like that. And I get what you're about to say, because we talked about this earlier. You're we definitely talked about this you're earlier. You're going to say, like, protesting, I mean, not protesting, but rioting and looting and stuff like that. Illegal, yes. But, like, so is killing black people. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Like, yeah. So, like... I think we have to understand that everybody that has a platform doesn't need to speak on every issue. Absolutely. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. Because everybody that has a platform isn't educated but what, on every but issue. in these times right now, like people are saying your silence speaks a lot more than anything. So like where's that? You can say justice that? for all. You don't have to just, you don't have to say but Are you saying that because you truly believe it or are you saying that because you're supposed to say it? You know what I'm saying? That's like, what's the genuineness? I feel, I feel in like it's pick your poison right now. Because it's like if a slavery don't say nothing, it's like dang. You don't you where you at? Yeah, because you need to use your platform. Well, do you, if you say something, do you really mean that? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. What we don't want to hear is you saying like anything sympathetic towards a police officer or anything like that. That's yeah. how I feel. I feel <laughs> like to be honest, like this is not the time or place. Like, you want to be a humanitarian? All lives matter right yeah. now. No, black lives matter. You don't see a white man getting like. First of all, if a black officer did that to a white man, 
That black officer would have been killed in the spot. Oh, he would have been lynched. He would have found the highest tree for Executed. The clan would have rose that day. Assassinated. I, on guy. Like, it's just not fair. And my thing is, like, I personally don't. I can see everyone like, looting is illegal. Looting is illegal. But I saw this girl on Twitter. She said something that really just touched. Because she was saying, like, basically, white Americans looted black people. They break into the Target. They broke into. We've learned everything from them. Yeah. It's not. It's not like we're doing something different. They looted black people. They looted Native Americans. Like, what do they think museums are? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what are you talking the about? Great Michael Max once said, "In order to speak the language of the enemy, you have to speak the same language as the enemy." Absolutely. So, and then whether that be violence or protesting. Something. And when we was kneeling, they thought that they found a problem with them kneeling. Oh, so man. somebody says, "So what now?" My biggest issue is like this is the only way we can get y'all's attention. Like it came to this. For, like first of all, this ain't the first death. This ain't the it's second so death right. that has happened this month. No, right. it's not. Like, and. We had COVID going on and stuff like that, but like we've been dying for a long time now. We've been yeah. dying longer than COVID 19 has been alive. We're tired of dying, bro. Like, that's really what boils down to. We're tired of seeing this stuff on the news. And and, and it's not like I, all the people that are saying that the looting and the rioting, all that's illegal, and, and them burning the cars and burning buildings. I get all of that. But let's be real. These people, the only thing they're going to do is file a claim and get all this stuff back. Yeah. It's not like it's not like that we out here just doing it to small businesses and 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 black and black businesses. We yeah. doing it to major, major corporations. corporations. And for them to un, and for them to just sit back and say, I agree with the protesting, but I don't agree with the looting. If they're killing black people, we've been protesting forever, and nothing's happened, and it hasn't worked. So for if we just gonna if breaking into businesses and breaking into stuff and burning stuff down, if that's what's attention. gonna change it, then we are gonna do it. It's illegal, but yeah, killing a black man and killing a black woman, that's illegal too. Unarmed. A lot of people don't know the symbolic meaning behind like Target because a lot of people don't know that Target is actually headquartered in Minneapolis. Absolutely. So why do you think all this is premeditated? Like, this is not just something people wake up, like you said, in the morning, like, let's loot today. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, this is all meant to. Everybody meet up at Target like a little Snapchat. Right, yeah. bro. It's, it's all what y'all doing. But that certain location was like a experiment for like natural, like I guess they were like experiment, like loss prevention and stuff. Yeah. So they always arrested people. That specific Target, they would like find people that like, if you had a warrant or something, they would be like there to bust you when you came out. Like that Target was known for arresting, but it's a bunch of black people. Yeah. So that's what the the community knew, and that's why they went to that Target. Mm-hmm. That's not the only Target in Minneapolis. It's definitely not. So how do y'all feel about like? I don't know, like, I feel like we're kind of at a standstill right now, so, you know, you have, like you said, uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeling and stuff like that, like, how do you think it's going to, like, affect us, like, moving forward? Like, I know you said, like, you need to have all the officers convicted, but do you think that would be enough? No, that's like, not... going to stop them from doing it, because obviously recording is not going to stop them from killing us, because we've been getting these footages forever. I f- um, people will, well, the racist police officers, the ones that are racist, the ones that are bad, the ones that are prejudiced. Right they will be more hesitant to kill black people if they get convicted. So you if they think go they're scared to get to prison. No, because if you look at the past, all the people that have killed black folks haven't got convicted. And if it got convicted, it hasn't been a long time. Right. So basically to them, it's like, I'm already racist. So if I kill a black man, I'm it's approved. Yeah. They don't have, they don't, they don't, they basically it's a win-win for them. Yeah. But a lot of them don't know, like, it's not black and white, like, 
I'm racist. He not like some of them don't know they're racist, but they are scared of black people. Like they have fe- they have a fear of a black man or a fear of a black woman. So like if that little boy had a toy gun, they're automatically scared. They don't know they're like I'm racist. I'm about to go kill him. That, so what I need, I need that same fear to be in legislation. Exactly. So you know, okay, if I shoot this black person and if I'm found in the wrong, I'm about to risk 20 years of my life. Yeah, absolutely. But see, that's, that's, what, that's the legislation they, you need. In that moment, they, I was scared. Okay. And this whole self-defense claim, you're the most yeah. armed person between the two of us. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Somebody <laughs> on Twitter said they had $3,000 worth of gear, but they scared. Like, what are you, you're, for your life? And another thing, <laughs> if you are afraid... You don't need to be in that community. That's what I'm saying. You don't understand the community. No, you don't need to be in the job. You don't need to be at work. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> you don't understand stuff. So that's you are that's, no longer essential. Like bro, it's yeah. just, it's, I don't, I don't know, bro. I feel we always have these conversations. We always protest, and then something happens and we forget about it, and then it comes back again, and it comes back again, and it comes back again. Like Sandra Bland, Eric Gardner, Amar Arbery, like it. It goes list goes on and on. Like it's like it's like we just don't know what else to do. It's like either y'all want us to break into Target or go out and start killing people. They don't want that because that's what I'm saying. Like that's the only two things like black folks don't know what to do. I'm gonna be honest, this is the last warning. We're at a crossroads. We don't know what else to do. They're burning down whole police proceedings. We don't know what to do, bro. Bro, they offer police officers too, bro. They're not scared of police officers. Mm -hmm. Police officers getting injured because of this, bro. Minneapolis gonna have to rebuild. Like, they burn down a lot of stuff. That's all I'm saying. Wasn't the last one, like, to this level? Was that Ferguson? Ferguson, Missouri? Yeah. It was was big. It was big. But they they, they filled that up with lies and stuff too. Mm -hmm. And I saw a tweet. I don't know how true it was about a police actually like knocking down stuff, like starting the fires. Yeah, they say police officers in Oklahoma or Tulsa or something like that are actually initiating starting the fires. Yeah, I was watching a video. It was from the NAACP um, representative. They were speaking in um, Minneapolis um, for a press release, whatever. And she was like, "Oh, and can you please tell your officers to stop beating these windows? We have footage of them in full gear knocking them out, and the way they're hitting it." Like, there's a structural way to do it that makes it um, identifiable as a police officer versus a 15-year-old rioting. Absolutely. Like, yeah. like, and she's like, we see you and stop doing that. You guys have been doing this for years trying to disclaim our name and make us look like we're just savages and stuff like that. When in all, all actuality, we're speaking and using our voice as a protest. Right. So like, stuff like that been blowing my mind. It's crazy. But shout out to Columbia because they are holding a protest um, right now. In Columbia, at the state house, I believe, you know, it's kind of what's their opinion and stuff like that. And another thing with that, there was a 17-year-old killed in Columbia by the police that and nobody's not really about talking about. We need to talk about that. We need to we need to get some answers with that. With with all of this, it's really just being held accountable. That's really all we want. We want you to be held accountable. If you kill one of us unarmed and don't have a reason to, you need to go to prison. Because if we kill one of y'all, y'all unarmed. Don't have a reason. We going straight under the jail. So why isn't it not the same thing Michael for y'all? Michael served more time in jail fighting dogs, getting his dogs fighting right. than these That's what I'm saying. Like, I, just, I don't it's get it, bro. When like, I saw that, I said, I can't believe that. I don't get it. Don't America know. has a history to be quicker to execute 15-year-old, 13-year-old boys than to be able to serve justice to 34-year-old white men. He took the Bird King after he got arrested. Gave him something to eat. After he That's shot what I'm saying, bro. Like, I don't know. Boy, it was the pavement. It's, it's like we, we pay for everything with blood. Like yeah. every 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 time we take a step forward, we have to sacrifice something. Like I would rather for, I would rather that the flag that they took down a few years ago, yeah. I would rather for that flag to still be up if they didn't have to. If them killing Dylan Roof killing those people at the church, yeah, like they basically basically him killing those people made that flag come down. Mm-hmm. Basically, 
Those people died, and then the flag came down. I'm pretty sure nobody, no, none of us will be just like, all right, well, the flag didn't stay up because we don't need to just kill just these people at a Bible study for the flag to come down. Mm-hmm. Like, why does why do we have to? Why is there so much of a sacrifice that we have to give? All of this has to happen so people can realize not to kill black people. It just makes you like, like I think we touched on this earlier as far as like next steps. Like, what do we do after here and stuff like that? I, I saw something on Twitter and it was like, I feel like something we need to take consideration of. Like, think about it. When you vote, when do you vote? For national mm-hmm. elections and stuff like that. Yeah, we got For overall arching leadership for the nation and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Look at what, like, this is a great time to look at your mayors and your governors in your mm-hmm. city and seeing what they're doing. The sheriffs, like, people that are running for election right now and stuff like that. represent you. What are they saying right now? You know, everybody's scared. They want to keep their image and keep their vote and stuff like that. But, like, you'll get more respect out of me for picking a stance and staying mm-hmm. neutral. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. one of the biggest problems is just staying silent. Right. Like, you have a platform. You Use it, yeah. If you don't vote, you vote for Trump. Like. I guess I got to vote now. Local elections vote. matter, bro. They like, do. Local elections. Local elections matter. It, like I, I think we think that national elections matter more than local elections. Like I think local matter a little more. They matter more it because it affects you, it affects you. Like we got to understand like where what, what we're dealing with as well. We're dealing with a Republican regime that believe in states' rights. Like mm-hmm. that's what they're all about. So with that being said, if that's what they're invested in, we need to put twice as much more energy to make sure that we you have know, our right people within those legislative absolutely. and governmental branches in order to make sure that they're making decisions that impact and influence us in a positive way. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of things that we've been disregarding. You know, I know all our hearts are heavy and stuff like that just because, like, you know, you look at us, we're all, like, young black men and stuff like that, and we're tired, like... Yeah. We're getting to the age like, where, like, it could be us at any point, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It can be us Cause they don't care today. Nothing. Yeah. They don't care nothing don't about know. what you did before. Mm-hmm. That's another argument which I think is dumb between us and the black community. Like, PWI versus HCU, like, they brought that back up the You're last time. I hearing about that, bro. And somebody said... Wait, was what? Like, Basically, there's like you um need to go to HBU so you won't have to prove yourself or something. They're basically tying it in the pro- police brutality. And then one person said, when you get arrested or that bullet go through you, they the bullet not gonna stop outside of your chest and be like, did you go to a PWA? <laughs> yeah. It's gonna go straight through you. The bullet don't see no names. Yeah, the police don't care about nothing. When he arrested First you, of all, they whoever, have... whoever still bring up that argument needs to stop. Yeah. Because it sounds like a bunch of insecurity in the heart. Like, do they think, like, black people that go to PWIs just don't care about HBCUs? I don't, I don't know like, what, I like, know. I don't know. And what? I think another issue is that not HBCUs are accepting all black people. Like, they, like they're like they not taking all of us in. So why why you want to wait yeah, unless to get into a school that is for you? But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> I just can't believe they brought that up. I, I just don't. Like, like, I why feel like that argument that? needs to be be buried. That's, just, that's that. a terrible argument. I don't understand. I really don't really understand it. It's just a deeper way to segregate us, like. I look at stuff yeah. like that and be like, bro, why is there colorism? Like, why are we segregating ourselves even more than what they're segregating us already? Listen, listening to the white man? Society, yeah. Because I think I saw something on Twitter the other day where it was like, um, a woman retweeted something. They kind of like disappointed me because she was like, I, I'm all for Black Lives Matter, but I hate black men. Oh, yeah, I saw that. You saw that? And it's kind of like, why are you pinning us against each other about? during this time? You anyway. really felt like this was the perfect time to say yeah. that? Yeah. But like, someone said that. Someone said it's not a time and place for that. And someone else was like, no, this is the perfect time and place for that. Because every time a black man gets killed, black women and black men are always... There's some truth in that, though. It's some, some truth, but like, right now, though. Because women low-key, like, not low-key, hockey. Like, a lot of protests and stuff, when you see all the videos of them in front of the mics, it's black women. Like, they lead the charge of the protests and doing a lot. And then, like, Breonna Taylor, like, we... Brianna did not get that big of a, like she should have. We should have been burning stuff down for her. Yeah, it should have been the same. They broke into her house and killed her. 
and we did not go crazy like we yeah. did for a black man. We so can't that's what that. we can't be at home. Can't go to the movies. Can't do. I feel like this is the closest we ever been as a black people, as far as all of us being on the same page. Yeah. We've never been more divided than the same. That's what I'm saying. Like why? Like and you look at these celebrities and stuff like that. Like Lil Wayne. Like he said something earlier. Black Lives Matter doesn't apply to me or something like that. Yeah, it's just it's just like I, th- I don't think people really understand what Black yeah, Lives was, Matter. Means. I think it was they don't. Yeah, they don't. I think when they when we say Black Lives Matter, they, I think that they, they think we mean that Black Lives are the only lives that matter. Yeah, we're not saying that. Yeah, but for if you to. We're saying that because to y'all, it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, that's all we Everybody say. else's lives matter. So that's why we emphasize that our lives all matter. All lives matter. And it, it won't work until black lives Right. Matter. Two plus two can't be. Three. All lives don't. Both the two you're saying two. all lives matter, but no, they don't. Yeah. Because the black ones don't, don't. matter. Exactly. That's what we're saying. That's basically what we're saying. But and I think it, people think they take that and just be like, oh, you, y'all you just saying black. No, y'all not listening. Then T.I. went up there with no haircut and like he just went to <laughs> get his shirt. I don't know what T.I. had going on. <laughs> he did, that is the I only person in Atlanta that you, you had. You should not have T.I. represented Atlanta. All the, bl- all the black celebrities. Why was T.I. giving a press conference? All the black celebrities that live in Atlanta and y'all picked T.I. Like he forgot to iron his shirt and all. Yeah, look terrible. And talking about Atlanta's Wakanda. T.I. No. I, I don't, that goes back to what you say about everybody doesn't need to use their platform. Everybody doesn't need to use their platform. And, and like, I don't understand why people are upset that they're protesting and rioting in other cities besides Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because people issue. get killed everywhere. You think it's just an isolated incident? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And so we need to protest everywhere. And the T.I. like, you can do it everywhere, but don't do it here. The what does that the mean? T.I. is in a gated community probably. He, don't want his 30 minutes away in the suburbs. Like, you are fine. You after you said that and was all upset, you went back home and probably got your own personal security. Probably stretch out of this bed. Yeah, like, like I'm not Ti now. You should have kept that in the vault. That's what I'm saying. So like, when you like tell people like they have to speak up, like I rather see someone like actually do something other than go on social media and argue. Because arguing on Twitter, like, what's the purpose of that? Like, I feel like people take Twitter and like think that they're really being a motivational, like really emphasizing something. They're really not. But you're only getting retweets. You're only like that's what Lil, that's what Lil Wayne he kind of touched on that. He was like, I could say something, but like, am I gonna make immediate change? No. Yeah. I mean, that's cool and everything, but like the fact that you won't go make immediate change on your platform, it's that's the biggest. But the problem is that people think Twitter is changing. Like it's that's not. their change. Like this is me doing what I'm supposed to do. No time it can affect change a little bit is if you have a diverse like following. Like if all your followers are black, you preach it to the choir. Everything yeah. you retweet and everyone like. Yep, you're right. But if you got people that like, I don't think that way. I don't think that way. And then you're debating. That's yeah. the only way it's going to change a little bit. But, but this, putting something in the atmosphere, you know, that does something like that. Like, and the hashtags. Everybody see the hashtags. We have to stop talking about. We we have to stop putting these celebrities on a pedestal. Where we just like, say something, say something. We need you to say something. At this point, they don't matter. Yeah. But Being I think, real, I think they do need to say something though. It's fine if they say something, but people are upset that some celebrities aren't saying anything. And we should be upset because some of them. And I'm like saying I that said, we should not, not care what celebrity but, because celebrities don't. Some celebrities don't care. Some celebrities haven't done nothing for our community since they made so it. So then to speak up now, like where you at this? I'm about time? to say yeah, like that. that at I'm that point, that doesn't matter. Now it should matter for celebrities. Like I just said just now, it don't matter if you preach the same choir. Some celebrities have enormous following with white, black, racist, not racist. Yeah. So when you they see, say something, if you see somebody like say like somebody like you look up to, if it's a white person, they really look up to um, LeBron James, and LeBron James say something, they be like, oh my god, LeBron said that. Instead of just shut up and play basketball, you might change somebody's mind if you have a diverse following. I agree. Desi Banks, all his followers are probably black. So I mean, I agree with that. But I'm saying we. 
we need to stop putting so much stock in celebrities and what they feel. I mean, we do that in their I feel like we need to stop doing that. I feel like, that, like that's a whole other. But the reality idea. is, they're influencers. Yeah. So like, you want your influencers to, to influence more people. They can reach more people than we can. And so use their it platform. hurts. It hurts the black community when you say things that go against what like what we're trying to do, like the overall reaching goal. Because what we want is for all black lives to matter. Mm-hmm. And so like you saying that hey y'all shouldn't act in this way of protesting, like that doesn't help our overall cause. That makes us more divided. And if I say something on Twitter and only reaching like a hundred people. Whereas, like, I don't know, Oprah say something, she reaches millions of people. They're like, oh, shit, Oprah just said that? Like, they have a bigger platform. They reach more, their voice is much bigger. It's bad as it is, but their voice is bigger. So when they say something, it's going to reach a lot more. I agree, but I just feel some of these, some some celebrities just, quite frankly, don't care. I know they don't care. They're not in in the position that they are. They don't, they, they, some of these celebrities don't have to worry about getting pulled over by a police officer. There are some celebrities that don't have to worry about that. So they don't understand the struggle that we have. They don't have that same fear in our hearts that they that we have. They don't have that same fear. So to me, why am I looking for you to say something that you probably don't even understand but, or right. care but about? But if you can't understand it and you're not gonna ever live that life a day in your life, but you still can see where we're coming from, that means more to me. I agree. So but, the fact that T- Taylor Swift out here, she's a white woman that is famous and rich. She's never gonna have nothing to worry about. Compared to me, but, her saying but she's still out there like, arguing with random people and blowing up like arguing people. Mm-hmm. That spoke a lot to me. I don't, even, I don't, even, I didn't care about Taylor Swift before that. <laughs> but I look, I was like, okay, Taylor Swift. I had to go stream a little song. Listen to a little song. I had to stream a song. I had to stream a song. Taylor, look, had to put something in a pocket real quick. I had, I had, I had, had to support, support. <laughs> little support. I had to tell Taylor thank you somehow, somehow. <laughs> Oh. But artists like Travis Scott and ASAP Rocky, like, main, their main, I'm not going to say main, but, like, a lot of their audience are white, you know, mm-hmm. like, audience, like, people. Right. So, would you really expect them to, like, say something and lose those followers and, like, lose their money? They like, people like that, like, no, they're not going to do that. They ain't it's it's all this money. Because they're because they worried about, they worried about that. Right. That's what I'm saying. And that's my thing, like, ASAP Rocky from New York, bro, like, he was in the midst of all this. Have ASAP Rocky said anything? No. Travis Scott said anything? Nah. That's but what we got to see how, like. I, I, I don't I just Hey he's alright Got arrested in um, New Amsterdam No Trump got him out That's why he's not saying nothing That's tough Remember oh, that? Trump got him out Remember he yeah, got remember arrested In New Amsterdam Or something like that Trump did that Yeah he was fight. I think ASAP Rocky was fighting He was like Get him home ASAP Ha 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 <laughs> Who said that? Donald Trump? Oh my god. Donald Trump did say that. I hate Donald Trump. <laughs> I really do, brother. Yeah, I just, like I really like I don't know. But it's scary that he might be our next president for another four years. He's not gonna be our president for oh, another four years. He's not. I don't know. Well, but until Biden the hush, because Biden running his mouth and yeah. sound crazy too, so but don't Biden got dementia or something like that? You got something? I'm talking about we ain't black and we don't vote for him. The way is, what the way are you doing? Was you was good. Hush. Yeah, be quiet. You heard yourself. Obama's like, Biden, Biden, come on, Biden, come on, Biden. <laughs> Obama called him. He's like, uh, Joe? Can you, uh... Do I need to get Michelle? <laughs> like, be quiet. Like, come on, bro. This is a pendulum swing. Like, every time, like, we go from one extreme to another. So, Barack Obama, you know, he was probably the ultimate Democrat, like, figure that you want. Then we swing over to Donald Trump. And so, I feel like just because the way it's been so extreme just throughout his presidency, that like, we're going to swing over to Biden. And I'm not saying, like... Biden is necessarily the greatest, but like he's better than Trump. We can't have another four years of this. And Pence, I just can't take it. I can't take both of them. Pence so stupid. I don't know, man. It's just I feel like they have an effective change during these times that we need to really invest in the black community. And not saying that oh, Black Lives Matter, but we actually need to put more money and more love and emphasis in the black community. Get out and be the change, bro. Please, if you're not registered to vote, I I don't know what to say to you. 
Like you must know you're not you're not seeing everything that's going on. If you're not going to vote in the upcoming elections, local and national, I don't know what to say to you. Like it's voting is voting is don't. the only thing that we have that we really can voice. And I know a lot of people think that that some voting is like crooked and and they be Which throwing votes is. away. I, and I and, think that's and some, and sometimes sometimes that's true, but we have people that died for the right for us to vote and for us not to sit here and vote not voting is doing worse than voting like i see when people just be like well like some voting is crooked my vote not gonna matter voting like if you go vote that's more than not voting right so if you don't vote is is worse we couldn't do it before it's worse it's worse basically i do know i got a few friends that don't like don't vote i don't vote so, I'm not gonna lie. You need to change that. Yeah, I know. I need. Well, now I see the importance of it because it, it like not voting is gonna. It's not is you hurting your community more because you you're not giving your community no voice. Basically, like basically you saying like well, I don't do that. My voice, not, my vote, not gonna matter. But blah, it doesn't blah, blah. matter if you don't vote. It, it's it's not gonna matter times two if you don't vote. Right. That's basically what it is. Like it's not it's not the it doesn't equate for you not to vote. So how do you feel about ex cons not being able to vote? I think it's stupid. I feel like felons should be able to vote. All felons should be able to vote? Or? Not all felons, but... But how would you differentiate which felons can vote which felons cannot vote? There's a way to differentiate. Maybe, like, they just you, don't want to. You, you judge it. That's really what it is. There's ways to differentiate if they just don't want to. Like, you make non violent The degree of their punishment, like, what are they getting punished for? Like, if you doing things that make you lose your humanity, then you probably don't need to be voting. Like, <laughs> serial killing? Like, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Like, well, you, it's ways to do it, bro. They just, marijuana, can, yeah, you still they just don't want. I can take, I can take a murder charge, but like, if this is just a repetitive thing you do, then there should like, be nobody arrested for marijuana anyway. That's, that's another conversation for another day. If Trump wants to save the economy, he would have made marijuana illegal because this would have been the perfect time. Like, this will probably stabilize the economy. It would bring down the prison population, too. Mass incarceration will go down. I, was, I say that all the time. Mass incarceration will so go down is, if you legalize marijuana. I'm telling they you. Just they just want to But they need that money. They, they don't want to. They don't want mass incarceration to go I'm down. I'm saying they want that because money who's, in the prison. who's in jail? The black people. We are. Yeah. They know what it is. They, they just they just don't care. That's what it really is. And the prison, they'll never the be able to make money. It, so, yeah. henceforth, it'll they never They can't make money off of it, so that's why they're not legalizing it. Yeah, bro. How do y'all feel about gun laws? Like, the gun laws is in the nation. I feel that the United States of America probably has the stupidest gun laws in the world. I believe that. I think that too. <laughs> probably. But I didn't recognize the importance of it until, like, I got around this age where it's like, you know, I just thought, like, when I view gun laws, I just view a whole bunch of white people, like, carrying guns and killing us and stuff like that. Right. Like, we need our guns. Like, black people need guns too. We need to be able to defend, defend ourselves. We need stricter gun laws, I feel we like. We need stricter sure. gun laws. Yeah. There's... There are some countries where some police officers don't have a firearm. Think about uh, that. Can you imagine that? You a police officer and don't have a gun? You know what I thought about just now? If anybody watched Ozark, the season one when that little boy bought that gun. Yeah, bro. You know how easy it was for that little boy to buy that gun? That was crazy, but that can that can happen. That, it happens. If you know, you the right age if, and got this certain stuff, you can. Well, become an elected official. I'm that's bro. I don't believe we should not have AK forty sevens. Assault rifles. There's Why no do reason. we need assault rifles? There's no reason. You don't need it for hunting. What do you need it for? <laughs> what you hunting? Big, you big gonna waste more bullets trying to kill it. That's what, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what like what do we need that for? Like all these people, like all these mass shootings that that people be having, like it be coming because they just bought buy the gun. You can you can go into a gun store and have to wait three days to buy a pistol, mm-hmm. but you can walk out with a rifle. That makes zero sense. It really does. So I can get a rifle today. 
Can I get a pistol? Nope. Gotta wait three days. <laughs> what? How does that make sense? You're that right, makes bro. no sense, bro. Like I don't like I just don't understand that. Like we we just look at stuff and we just stupid. And we'll be wondering, oh my god, they shot up the school. What do you expect? People are crazy out here. Honestly, we probably need to start tracing these guns back to the people that sell them to. You guys are just as guilty as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys, That's true. All these serial killers, they, like, they probably need to be locked up for a little bit. Bro, like, I just, they license, I don't know, bro. I, some of these serial killers look crazy. When they post the picture, I'm like, dog, he look kind of crazy. Like, you. I don't know, bro. This is just. I just feel like that people <laughs> with mental disabilities should not be possessing guns. Or like, have any, like, mental health problems. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, 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 that's a, that's a shoe in, but. But tell when, but when tell, they, le, tell legislators that yeah. it they, all goes back. It's all the government's fault. Like the reason all. everything is happening like this is because you guys won't regulate. You, you know what's won't. funny? When they buy the guns, they're not crazy. But as soon as they kill somebody, oh, I'm crazy. Like oh, uh, yeah. I have mental health issues. Oh, well, yeah. That's when they right too. Though. Just get in the car. Like, <laughs> guns don't kill people. People kill people. <laughs> right. That's absolutely right. So stop giving the people the guns. Especially the crazy ones. Like I don't, bro. I, I don't know. I just be sitting back. I, like, I know they get a feeling when they're like, man, I probably shouldn't have sold them that gun. Like, I know you get that feeling. <laughs> they like, know more, but just look at the money. First of all, if they know more about the gun than you know, don't sell it. Bro, we're, <laughs> America is gun crazy. That's really just what it comes down to. Yeah. I look at, like, people like Tupac who were way ahead of his time and, like, kind of, like, listen to the interviews that he had with, like, people and, like, with the government and stuff like that. And, you know, he was really way ahead of his time. But, like, the stuff that he was talking back then is still applicable now. Absolutely. You know how crazy that is if he was still alive during this time? That's a problem. Oh, Tupac. Ooh. <sighs> no, he would have been out here. Be on the front lines. Out on the streets. With Malcolm X. They, riding. They, they had to they had to take him away. Like they had to they they knew that he just had He was birthed into it, bro. Right. Honestly. So then that's the challenge for this generation. Like, are we going to speak up? Are we going to stand up for what we believe in? Are we tired of feeling the same way? Are we tired of history repeating itself? Like, when are we going to feel like, as people, enough is enough? Because we won't be able to... All the only people that are really going to be able to fend for ourselves and feel what we feel is us. So it's time for somebody to take a stand in some way, shape, or manner. But other people, some people don't know our history either. Yeah. They that's don't know how long we've been fighting this fight. Some people issue. don't know that. But do we really know our history, though? If we were kidnapped from, you know... We don't. Exactly. So I feel like black people are the only people that don't have nothing of their own. We don't. We don't have our own language. We don't have our own... Well, you can say country, but... they were like slaves. geographical space? Yeah, geographical space. I mean, it is, but like, what we like for what we know, it's like it's enough for us to be able to want to fight up and stand for us, stand up for yeah, ourselves. Yeah. I think someday though, like we have people like black people getting in spaces that never had before, like mayor, new, this is the first black mayor in this place. Like eventually, that's gonna help. If we have black people in the room or at the table in certain areas, it's gonna eventually. Yeah, these stuff it's gonna start sure. changing. Like I know some people are like that don't matter. It's gonna change eventually. Like USC, we saw like mm-hmm. how many black people we got on the board of trustees when it came to them making decisions. Mm-hmm. It affected us day because we didn't have nobody really. The there. Little things matter. Bro. Yeah, like, like black people everywhere is gonna help, and not just black people, everybody. I don't know, but when, when you see all this stuff happen, and I remember, I, like, back in the day when we studied, like, Marcus Garvey and, and Malcolm X and how they wanted to us to have our own country. Yeah. Like they want, they told they said we needed to leave the America, America. and make our own country. See, I, was, I, that's I thought America. that was crazy. I was like, why would we leave and make it? But looking at, looking at stuff now, like, it's like we don't have another solution. Like, honestly, it's like we were, we were started off, like, it's like we started a race and they had a head start. They basically right at the finish line and we just start. And my thing is, I don't think we'll ever, like what we're trying to fight for, 
I don't know if it will ever like, honestly happen. And, like, I that's, like that's, and it sounds bad to say, but it's just like, like you said, we're always behind in the race. And so, like, we're constantly, that's why it's called race. We're constantly trying to push forward and stuff <laughs> like that. I like that. Wow. <laughs> that hit me. I'm telling you. I think I watched a Morgan, Morgan Freeman uh, interview. I don't know if you saw this. He was like, Morgan, it was some white interviewer asking Morgan Freeman how you like end racism. He was like, when you stop addressing me as a black man, that's when racism will end. Uh, when, you, when you address me as a person instead of like a black man, like I know that black guy, that's when racism will end. Because right now we're putting labels on everything. And even going back to the times we were just three-fifths of a person, like... It had nothing changed since then. We're still, I feel like we're still three-fifths of a person. Like, Q, you were up there. My mom was talking about, like, that psyche is what stays with America now. Like, they don't, like, us just being seen as a three-fifths of a person, like, that kind of stems into this, like, institutional, like, racism that we see now to this day. Like, they mm-hmm. still feel that way. And, like, and it goes back to what I said earlier. Like, it's a feeling. And so, with that being said, like, there's no way for us to really counteract that. Except if you have those penalties for acting on how you feel. Mm-hmm. Like with that legislation, so again, it all comes back into like getting involved in your local and city elections and trying to institute that change in your area, and then making it impact on a national, larger scale. I feel that's been a, I feel that's been a deep pie so far, bro. Deep pie. <laughs> but I mean, it just wasn't the feel. It's right. what's ha- just... it's, it's, it's what's happening in real time. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, I feel like a lot of us are speechless. We really don't know what we really want to say, but mm-hmm. we feel like we need to say something. And then people say something, but they say the wrong thing. Right. Like, so, people are rushed to say something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, for those that don't know what to do, like, we, like we're like we expressing, like, how we feel and stuff like that. But for you, like, the way you respond and act is based off, like, what you know about, like, what you take, like, what you try to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need you just rushing in and looting and, like, not knowing why you're doing it. Like, there's a, there should be a purpose behind your every action. Like, what are you fighting for? What are you standing up for at the end of the day? Like, just challenge yourself to think about that because it wasn't you. Like, you weren't George Floyd. You weren't Sandra Bland. But, like... What if that happened to you? Like, what would or your you want? Mom or your dad. Like, what a brother, somebody like, close to you, like sister, anybody. It shouldn't take it for it to be a direct contact for you to want change to be initiated. So, mm. and you're not just trying to get change for yourself because the change that we want won't be here for us. It'll be here for our granddaughters, our grandsons, like our legacy. Like, that's enough to fight for. That's who we're working. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, like, you're not gonna do it for yourself. Do it for the, you know, offspring that you're gonna like produce into the world. Because, like you said, Sean, earlier in the uh, podcast episode, the scariest thing that you can see coming when you have a child or have a son yeah. growing up in this country. But. Scariest day. Man, that, that's, I don't know, bro. It's just... You look at things differently when you when you don't have to worry about yourself no more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what a lot of people look at. Like they, A lot of people, they see that America has been the same when they were our age and then now they have kids our age and America is still basically the same. Mm-hmm. Only difference now is that we got smartphones. Like I said, racism didn't end. It's just being recorded. That's really all it is, bro. Like, if I was just to, um, I don't know, like, just, like, throw out a little gem. Because I always think about <laughs> stuff, like, people say, like, you were saying, like, what can we do? I probably just got to stop putting money into, like, the white man's pocket. Kind of, sort of. Because yeah, during the whole NFL, um, like, movement where Colin Kaepernick was kneeling, like, we were still, like, advocating, like, watching the NFL. And I was only putting more money into the NFL. So, I feel that, you know, even when... Like, Colin Kaepernick was, like, taking a kneel. Like, he was kneeling with him, but we were still watching the NFL, too, at the end of the day. So, like, we need to invest more. And, like, we are going to say we're going to be the change, be the change. Like, when Martin Luther King was going through, like, the whole boycott situation with the buses, he led a movement where they stopped taking the bus system. You know how bad that hurt mm-hmm. the economy for, like, the bus system? So, mm-hmm. if we're going to do it for Martin Luther King, let's do it for Colin Kaepernick. Let's do it for, um, you know, uh, Eric Ferguson. Let's do it for, you know, George Floyd. Like, let's do it for everybody. Not just, like, just because it doesn't directly affect us doesn't mean we can't be the change. 
And think about and just just think about it. you since you touched on the NFL, let's talk about Jerry Jones for a second. If you <laughs> racist, <laughs> if you literally think about it, like Dak Prescott is fighting for his worth, fighting for his value in a contract, mm-hmm. like, and Jerry Jones is trying to put a price on what he believes he should be mm-hmm. or what he should be worth. Slavery, like sheesh. But three, three if this was again, like Stephen A. Smith has been saying for like the last month, if this was Tony Romo, Tony Romo would have got paid. Mm-hmm. And, like, that should just be enough to say right there. Like, you shouldn't have to fight for your worth. Like, because think about what you want. Like, that first guy is a he's, a, he's a great quarterback, decent quarterback, whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you got somebody trying to tell you your worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that, it just says a lot. When I look at the NFL, I see majority of the athletes are black. Are black. And who are these ex? And all of the owners, or majority of the owners, are not black. Did you hear about what Roger Goodell is trying to institute, like for the, well, the minority rule? Basically, if you have a minority head coach you, or a GM, yeah, yeah, you get that's like an incentive, not a necessity. It's not, yeah, it's an incentive. But like, that's why that's why I say I only, I only pull for the I pull for every team that got a black head coach or black GM. Yeah, because you made it. But that's just just racist, bro. Like, like it's just like people not. But if you look at people, not gonna start watching football. They not. But like, I just feel like that's just we need to, it, we, if we want to be the change. I feel like we have to stop. Like like I said, they stop. We gotta start money. somewhere. Yeah, we gotta start. We gotta somewhere, start bro. somewhere though. Somewhere. It, it gotta start somehow. And small things like you can stop some more and spread the word. We can start. The player, the players tried to kneel, and that was a problem. It's but, not like they were saying they would stop playing. They were just kneeling for the national anthem, and I, that was a huge issue. You gotta fit. And the they were right. kneeling for pro- police brutality, which is still an issue to this day. The like, problem is that people think that if I'm pro black, I'm anti American. Right. That's the problem. Why I does just, why I does, just want to live in America? Yes, like, I just want to be black. I'm gonna start. Being pro America is anti black. What's going on with TikTok? Yeah, yeah, delete TikTok. that because they they basically deleted the entire hashtag of Black Lives Matter, the Floyd, all that. I knew it was something about TikTok. That's why, never, that's why I never <laughs> got it in the first place. I've been doing it with but something. But see now, all these racist TikToks that have been going viral on Twitter the last three months, they just love. Take they thing out, but y'all took the entire hashtag off. Taking it off my phone right now. Uh-uh. You had it. Eric was a four in the first one of the dollar. Oh, I, I, I had it too. I had it. I had it too. I had it too. I had it too. Look, I took it off. Christ. No, maybe one with my family, but <laughs> I took it <laughs> off after yesterday. I'm about to grab my sister phone. That was the last strong TikTok. Well, like Sean said, like we had you know a lot of discussion on this episode. We felt like it would been an injustice for us, you know, to just. Look at this and be like, ah, oh, what's going on? We can't talk about it. We have a platform, like Sean was saying. We have a platform. We need to use it, but we need to use it in the right way. This is therapy, bro. This is therapy. I feel like we needed this. I feel like we just like y'all boys. Like, if nobody never hears this, it's that's okay. fine. Yeah, because I feel like we I just needed to talk and just get it off our chest, bro. And I've been saying like, because originally we were gonna do a Q and A and stuff like that, but I just kept saying like, this wouldn't feel right. Like, nah. this is, we need our own episode for this and stuff like that. Nah. So. All hearts and minds are clear. They're not really clear. <laughs> we all got you know, what we had to say off, the, off our chest. For now. For so, now. We'll see how I feel tomorrow when I wake up. Yeah. But y'all definitely be safe out there. Make sure you're staying protected. Make sure um, you know, you're praying. Watching over each other. Please, bro. Doing everything you need to do to stay safe out here because we need you. But it's your boy Marquise Kusav signing out. All right, bro. Y'all boys be easy. Y'all boys be safe. Uh, hey, just try to live to fight another day. That's all I can say at this point. But Radio Shine, we out. People, guys, y'all be blessed. It's your boy, Easy E. Um, I just want y'all to be the change you want to see in the world. You know, start now so that we can pass it on to our kinfolk later. And those saw me last night, joy will come in the morning.
I can't wait for morning to come. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace. <laughs>